Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill, and I am your host, and I'm thrilled to be back with you this week. Today's quote is by Richard Rommel, and it is, good strategy requires leaders who are willing and able to say no to a wide variety of actions and interests. I chose this specifically because I'm constantly reminding myself to say no. I'm a yes girl. Yes, I admit it. I am really excited to introduce you to our guest today. She's amazing, and I think you're going to love her. Patricia Kerr is a CMP. She's recognized internationally for her expertise in strategic-driven leadership in the areas of strategic meeting management, incentive and recognition development, program planning, implementation, and strategic sales support. Patricia has been named as a change maker by corporate meetings and incentives twice in her career. She has served on the MPI Executive Advisory Council. As AVP, meeting and event management at Nationwide, she strategically drives enterprise-wide meeting and events. Patricia's organization manages in excess of 300 meetings and incentive events. Patricia works out of Nationwide's corporate headquarters in Columbus, Ohio, as a proud Canadian with her husband, Jeff, and son, Jonathan, and her daughter, Jessica, is in school in Canada. Let's welcome Patricia. How are you today? I am good. Thank you. I hope I can live up to that bio. And you know, listeners, I didn't even read the majority of her bio. Patricia has done so much. She has such a wide amount of experience and wisdom, and I am so, so excited. It is great to be here. I'm excited too. Oh, good. You know, before I jump into, because I always get drawn to leadership and strategy questions, would you like to share any more about you, you know, how you got to where you are at all? Oh, gosh, I find so many times that we have um, younger people who want to embark on this journey of meetings and events, and they often ask you, how did you start? Where did you get to where you are? And I, I often start, start the same way. I fell into this and um, not that I'm aging myself, but when I went to school, there were not meeting and event management programs. There were some hospitality or hotel management, but I truly fell into this. And when this opportunity came, came up and I didn't even know that this career path existed, I got the job for, for what I believe was a core competency that I had. And I had spent about four years of my early career in a management training and rotation program. And one of the, the key components of that was project management. Mm -hmm. And when I think about what I do and, and what this industry does, so much of it is around project management. So that's where I started. Um, I can, I, often talk about salespeople and the, the skill is being able to sell. I think on the event side, the skill is being able to manage a project. Mm. You can teach 
the product for someone to sell. I can teach you the nuances of contracts and catering and, and those things, but the ability to think about events as a large project that needs to be managed at both a strategic level and in, in the weeds is really, really important. And people who do well in the weeds and people who operate strategically often those are thought of as two very, very different skill sets. Oh, yes. The people who are truly successful, I think, in this business have the ability to bring both of those together. Oh my gosh, you already hit on something that is so incredibly important and something that I've always really admired about the absolute best planners who lead or leaders who plan. I mean, however you want to do it. And I add both of those in there because the the planners who have embraced uh, both aspects that you're talking about that don't typically reside in the same human being tend to be real leaders. And I love that you add in the the program and project management side of it, because it is, it's about that bigger vision of what you're looking to accomplish. Now, you know, there's this focus and on, on leadership a lot. And so my question to you is, do you think that leadership is a natural ability or something that someone can learn? I definitely think it's something that can be self-taught. I had, um, this goes back many years now, but I had someone at a period when I was really struggling in my career tell me that I simply was not a great leader. I was a good manager, but I wasn't a good leader. And I carried that with me for a really long time. And one thing that I then discovered is, frankly, that person was wrong. I do think leadership can be taught. Uh, I, I think there is a key difference between management and, and leadership. But if you focus on self-awareness, if you focus on observations, how you feel as you're treated by leaders that you've worked with, as you see, as you evaluate yourself, um, and, and that has to be a hard evaluation. That, that's, mm. that's not the, you know, the cherry on top. That's really taking a hard look at what you do, how you do it. Um, how do other leaders make you feel? How does your boss make you feel? Um, if you do that and really take those things away and are willing to learn, are willing to be your toughest critic, absolutely, you can be a good leader. You know, there's a couple of things that I have to mention about what you just said. The first one is that I love that you recognize the person who told you that you weren't a good leader just happened to be wrong. You know, so often I run into people who are driven by these things that someone else has said to them that aren't even true and are based on their own perspective and it's guiding how they behave in the world, right? How they show up. It's not always true. So we have to look at that and that same self-awareness that you brought in and really looking at how a leader makes you feel and to, to be, what would it take to be the leader that makes someone feel really good and empowered and what would that look like? So that's really good, a great observation. Now, did you have a leader from your past that taught you 
you know, some things that, that you really took away and abused or that you recommend for other people to look at? I do. And, and sometimes I will often think that, um, and, and it's a terrible way to say it, but sometimes you learn more from your worst boss than <laughs> you do from your best. And often executives won't talk about feelings or we have a negative connotation to feelings. But I think it's really important when you talk about leadership. How does that person make you feel? Because based on that is whether you're going to be disengaged or you're going to be actively engaged. And we know when we talk about performance and we talk about getting the most out of people, people are going to be willing to give more and more. And I, and I know that for myself as well. I'm willing to give more every single day if I'm actively engaged. And it's your leader that helps you set that stage to be actively engaged. Um, I, I think about one of my worst leaders and um, I, I know that I never want to make anyone feel the way that that person made me feel. Mm -hmm. And then I think about my best leaders. How did they make me feel? And then take those nuggets. And, and I've taken the, the best of the, the worst, so to speak, and said, okay, how am I now going to ensure that I'm a great leader for my team? And a lot of those things, those nuggets are why, not how. I don't want to tell people how to do something. A manager is going to tell you how to do it, how to dot the I's, cross the T's. A leader is about strategy. Why are we doing this? So don't get caught in those weeds. Um, I think that the other nugget is to truly listen and question. Help someone understand don't tell them what to do. It's hard for A personalities like myself. Mm -hmm. I want to just jump in there and solve it. If somebody comes to me with a problem, instead, if someone comes to me with a problem, I want to say to them, and, and, and I say to them, talk to me about what you think the right solution is. Mm. Get them to get to that point and help them get there. Does it take more time? Yes, it does. Um, is it hard to do because you just want to jump in and solve it? Absolutely it is. But the, the long-term kind of, you know, short-term pain, long-term gain really does play in this space. Yeah. I think it's also really, really important to be vulnerable, be honest, be transparent. Uh, and if you do those things and people see you as just being human, you take accountability. Mm -hmm. If I make a mistake, I take accountability. And I, I create an environment that is safe. So people feel comfortable in saying, I like that idea, but you know what? I think there's a better one. Or how can we make that better? Thank you for bringing that idea to the table, but I really want to question you on your decision. Mm -hmm create that environment and you do that by listening by telling people it's okay to question mm -hmm. yes as your leader sometimes i'm going to have to make decisions but i'm going to let you know why i made the decision so that we can all move forward together so i think those are those big nuggets that i've learned mm -hmm. um and and i and i really think it's 
it's brought me to where I am today in my career and, and my leadership journey, which has truly been a journey. Leadership, you know, going back to where we started, leadership was not a natural or is not a natural ability for me when I started my career. I think it's more natural now because I've trained myself, mm-hmm. but um, those, those are those big nuggets, those big takeaways that it took me, you know, it's not a snap of the finger. It's not going to happen overnight, right. but and you've been- truly working on those things every single day yeah. has brought me to the point now that I go, I don't even have to think about it anymore. Yes. And there's that journey. And that's amazing. And I love, you know, you touched on so many important pieces you know, the why versus the how, love that. That's what a strategic leader does, um, not a micromanager. And, you know, the same thing that speaks to me as a speaker that I spend a lot of time on has to do with engaging and making people feel, right? And being Mm -hmm. aware of that environment. And you do that as a leader. And I'm, you know, I'm just thinking about your team, And how much they must absolutely love you that you, you know, bite your tongue, don't try to solve the problem and allow them to get creative, make mistakes if necessary. That's how they grow. They must absolutely love you. Well, I hope so. Uh, (laughs) We work hard on it uh, or hard at it. One thing, and I have a quote that is on the, the wall of my office when I'm in my office, unfortunately, like so many uh, of us, I'm working from home right now. Yeah. But it's a quote by Nelson Mandela. And it says, it is better to lead from behind and to put others in front, especially when you celebrate victory and when nice things occur. You take the front line when there is danger. Then people will appreciate your leadership. And we talk about all those little nuggets of why and listening and vulnerability. To me, my leadership style is can be summed up in, in that statement. I love that. When we, when we have an event and it is a huge success mm-hmm. and someone asks me, oh, who picked that speaker? I don't say my team. I say, Amy picked that speaker. Mm-hmm. When something goes wrong and someone might ask me, who was accountable for this? I say, I am. Yeah. It is my team. The buck stops with me. Mm. And that, that in some ways is that vulnerability and, and that transparency. But when something goes wrong, for your team to know that you will always have their back and they won't hang you out to dry. Yeah. That to me is, if I can live by that statement every single day for the rest of my career, is that... That's it right thumbs there. Thumbs it up. That's it right it does, there. Right? I mean, that's amazing. And it creates so much loyalty because unfortunately, that's um, not the way everyone leads. <laughs> That's the way effective leaders lead, but that is not the way everyone leads. So it's very refreshing that, you know, you practice that and, you know, speak to and and show by example that fabulous quote. And I do want to, because you 
recognize the importance of vulnerability and you've spoken to the journey of leadership, I'd love for you to share with our listeners any times that you found it was not that easy. You know, were there things that have come up for you that were big lessons learned or, or anything that was more of a challenge that you overcame? Sure. For those who, who know me in, in my career journey, I spent about just shy of 19 years with uh, another company um, before joining Nationwide. And I lost my job. Mm-hmm. And I know that, especially in this COVID environment, there are so many great and amazing people who are, are out of work, whether they've been laid off or they've been furloughed. Um, but it was a reduction in, in staff and my output, my performance reviews had been really positive to that point. Um, that being said, my, my leadership abilities had been questioned. My um, having someone tell me that I wasn't a good leader um, and a person in, a, in an authoritative position. Mm. Um, and so my, to take that, now I've lost my job and my confidence level my confidence in myself and my abilities was was seriously hit. Mm. Um, I didn't have that confidence that I would normally have. And so I took time. And when I talk about that experience now, I'll say it's one of the best things that ever happened to me because I realized that I had fallen into a rut of doing the same thing the same way all the time. And I can look back now and see why people would say I wasn't a good leader. I will admit I was not a good leader. And I really struggled as I moved from an individual contributor role to a management role and then into a leadership role. And I didn't have a lot of great role models. So now I'm out of job. I have limited to no confidence. I'm extremely vulnerable. And so I took time. I took about six months off. I focused on family and I focused on myself. I sat with a couple of of great friends and mentors that, that I have in the industry and talked about what makes me get out of bed in the morning? What brings me joy? What part of my career do I want to focus on for the next part in my journey? And in doing that, that was that beginning of that self-awareness, that journey of digging deep into what did I like to do? What did I do well? What could I learn from and do better moving forward? When I joined Nationwide, and it's seven years, actually, almost to the day ago, um, I was so nervous. And I knew one of the core competencies and what they were looking for was a great leader. And in the back of my mind, I kept on saying, fake it till you make it. (laughs) And Nationwide takes an enormous amount of um, effort and pride in Gallup and their survey and their engagement um, results with their associates, employees. And I joined a team 
whose most recent engagement scores for a lot of different reasons were very, very low. They were about 2.8, I believe, was the number out of five when I took over the team. Five out of five, of course, being perfect. I fast forward seven years and my most recent engagement scores were 4.89 out of five. That's amazing. So something that I'm extraordinarily proud of, but more than that, it, it tells me that A, anybody can do it. I was down in the dumps. Um, I was vulnerable. I had lost all confidence. And I found a way through that self-awareness and observation and and hard work, Mm -hmm. hard work to get myself to this point. So like I said, I know there's a lot of people right now who are in that same spot that I was in seven years ago. And the environment is, is so difficult right now. But I really tried to at the time and and know now to find the silver lining find and and take advantage of the time that you've been given if you are out of work Mm -hmm. to really sit back and think about hmm what do I really want to do what brings me joy Um, life is too short so let's Let's take advantage of everything that we've been given. It, on a surface, it might seem really difficult, but, but I truly believe that everyone, we will come out of this better. We will come out of this stronger. And, and my journey has been a journey like most of peaks and valleys. And um, when I was at my lowest, uh, it, it was mentors and friends in the industry who helped me. Um, but it was really taking a hard look at myself and saying, okay, while I believe that person was wrong, that they told me that I was not a good leader and more importantly, that leadership couldn't be taught. They're wrong because it can be taught and you can, you can change. Everybody can change. I love this. And you know, um, when we're in the thick of the challenge, right? When we're in the job loss, when somebody tells us that we're not, you know, we don't have the skills or, you know, we're not ready or we're not prepared or whatever it may be that someone outside of us is telling us or an external situation like what's going on in the world right now that is causing us great angst, um, in particular in this industry, but across the board, these challenging moments, it's really, really hard in the moment to see that point later of this opportunity, like you're talking about, to find the opportunity to to step back, to look at, to get self-aware, to look at what you need to learn or what you really love to do or what are your gifts and then follow those things. It, It really is an opportunity. Now, unfortunately for some of us, we're going to be realizing that in a couple of years. <laughs> so, so right now, I encourage all of you listeners to take Patricia's words to heart because we can, in the moment of the struggle, find the gift, find mm-hmm. the silver lining that she's talking about. And that's how we're going to be able to move forward, not just for ourselves and our families, 
but to move for move the industry forward or, or move our companies forward or our communities forward is by finding that gift and moving forward anyway, despite the challenge. Patricia, it sounds to me like you have learned some incredible lessons. Um, it's amazing that you had these mentors that and friends that have helped you through. Now, as a mentor yourself and as a true leader, what can you share with our listeners right now that would be that, that main takeaway, that main point that you would really want them to carry with them moving forward? Oh, gosh. I, I go back to the Nelson Mandela quote. And because I think it works in so many situations and it's, it's about taking accountability. It's about better leaders. People are better leaders by surrounding themselves with other people who do things better than they do mm-hmm. and acknowledge that. I know what I'm really good at, but I know what I'm not great at. So let's make sure that I've got other people around me that can support me. And when they do, give them credit for that support. Don't take credit for the work that others do. Take accountability for the risks that you take. Take accountability for your successes. Take accountability for when something doesn't work and learn from it. So I I really take everything back to what a great man Nelson Mandela was and, and, and that quote, because it is, when things are great, push other people ahead of you to take the credit. But when they're not, stand there. Stand there with confidence, be bold, take the risk, take accountability. And in doing that, you will earn the respect not only of your team, but you will earn the respect of others around you, whether that be your leader, your friends, your family, your mentors. So I I guess for me, everything comes back to it's better to lead from behind and to put others in front, especially when you celebrate victory, but take the front line when there's danger. I think that to me is what leadership is all about. Yeah, that is an amazing um, strategy that is empowering that will lift the people around you and move the entire team forward. I love that. Thank you so much. Now, um, everyone listening, I will make sure to have that great quote in the show notes as, as well as an opportunity for you to connect with Patricia through her LinkedIn profile. And I, I know that you know, your time is so valuable. You are so busy right now. You just got done with a a huge conference. You're probably rushing off to do something else. So I just want to acknowledge you for taking the time to share your wisdom, because that's what it's about right now. That sharing and the lifting of others and the mentoring, that giving back what was given to us. And I honor you for doing that for people today. Now we, I, I, I knew this was going to fly by for us. So as we close this out, I know that you gave us your great last quote. Um, but is there anything that you have that you're kind of excited about moving forward or anything else that you'd like to share with us today? 
Oh, sure. Um, something that I'm really excited about right now is, um, well, a couple of things. First and foremost, we have live in-person events on the books for 21. Yay! And we are feeling very, very confident, confident about those. And the second thing that I'm really uh, excited about, and maybe this is a little bit of self-promotion, but at the same time, I think it speaks to giving back. I'm really excited to join um, IRF, the Incentive Research Foundation, as a member of their board of trustees this year. And to me, um, that's something that's so important, especially in this industry, and important now, give back, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's MPI or my involvement previously with FICP, those experiences, um, it sounds like a cliche, but you truly get more out of what you put into those volunteer uh, organizations and experiences. So I really encourage anyone who's listening to look for those opportunities. You, they truly, truly will help you not only in your career, but help you personally. Oh, that's fantastic. And congratulations on that. And um, we're so pleased to have you here. You've been phenomenal. So everyone listening, please um, like, share, leave us a review, let people know that this, if they're interested in strategic leadership and a little dose of inspiration to listen to this podcast with Patricia Kerr. Thank you so much, Patricia. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Take care.